0: Gentlemen, time to talk about the attitude eras. Answer the Greenwich Posse, A.K.A. the Mean Street Posse. Ooh, yes. Joey Abs,
1: Rodney, Pete Gas. I like how we'll vamp a bit on some episodes, like last week's with the Dudleys. We talked about Shane Gillis a bit before, but on this week, Mean Street Posse, right into it. There's too much to talk about, John. The weirdest. If you are a pro wrestler who
0: has spent 10 years... Mm-hmm. If you're anyone who's working at ECW, the introduction of Pete Gass and Rodney, I assume, caused a huge amount of pill-taking.
1: Here's what I do like, though. I liked it because this is when wrestlers were just sometimes bad, and I honestly think you need that. Because everyone is too good now. Everyone's too good. They all wrestle the same style and they all have two names or they don't have a mask on or they're not like a garbage man you need some variety and the mean street posse to me provided that by not being trained wrestlers (laughs) one guy was clearly shane mcmahon's hey why don't we go to a diner friend that was pete gas and rodney was shane's i got these needles don't know what's in them let's go to a bathroom friend yeah
0: They were clearly, you know, um, what's up? I want to get an omelet. What's up? I just fingered a girl.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rodney has maybe the best hair in the history of the 1990s. Really
0: proved, by the way, that
1: Shane McMahon was a loser in high school. These were his two friends. There was four. There was originally Willie Green and Billy P.
0: That's true, because they were all at uh, WrestleMania 15. Best introduction of a faction ever, by the way.
1: I really liked it. I liked it how they were like Shane Stooges. Shane just had his own version of the Stooges.
0: I love that Shane had his own Stooges, that there were his friends there to help him keep the European title. So, how that basically happened is Shane McMahon wins the European title from X-Pac and he's defending it at WrestleMania 15, or defending it, because defending it, not a word. Now, he shows up with the, at the time, Greenwich Posse, and it is positioned basically... That These are his yuppie heavies, but because it's the Attitude Era and Vince McMahon literally thinks he can do no wrong, he doesn't hire indie wrestlers, he just gets his actual friends from Greenwich, Connecticut to be the Main Street Posse.
1: Yeah, because they would drive in, Rodney and Pete Gaswood to actually work out at the WWF facility because it was close to where they live. So they would just use that as a free gym and then they got and then Pete Gas wanted to be in wrestling Rodney was just kind of big so that was that essentially and then they had they had Willie Green and Billy P who if you look at them are just not close to being the size of wrestlers but they are, look like such like Shane and his friend look like such shitheads it's perfect they
0: all look like the guys having a conversation at the beginning of American Psycho
1: <laughs> do you want to go do you want to go to dorcia that's what they should be saying rodney's haircut is a mushroom cut that also is like bright blonde highlights with a goatee without the mustache part like he's literally every awful thing from the late 90s i always
0: get i always thought that was pete gas and the other one was rodney
1: no, Rodney's the one with the mushroom cut, and Pete Cass is the guy who just looks super the normal. The one with
0: no neck, the guy who definitely, the guy who looks like his wrestling move should be just to tell the wrestlers to stop it and then get out of the ring.
1: <laughs> the guy who goes, please, can we get some decorum?
0: God damn it, I've sworn. You know the kind of person that gets angry, swears, and then blames you for it? <laughs> I've lost
1: control, damn it. This is good because I think we in real time can talk about absolutely everything. The mean street posse ever did. So they attack X-Pac. But the thing I really like about it is that since they're just four shitty heavies from Greenwich village, sorry, Greenwich, Connecticut, they don't even hurt him. They just hold him back for long enough that Shane can drive away in his sick car, Yeah, man.
0: Um, I also like it at this time period, by the way, that, uh, They do a bunch of WWE Magazine interviews with um, Stephanie and Shane, and they just talk about how the Greenwich Posse and the Mean Street Posse had their own vanity license plates, MSP1, MSP2.
1: I love it. I love it so much. So
0: the WWE Magazine is such a level of weird. Like, no one talks about how much weirder
1: it was. I miss those magazines, man. I miss the like kayfabe magazines where it'd be like, who would win in a fight, Sting or Stone Cold Steve Austin? Be like, well, the Stunner is not a good counter for the Scorpion Death Drop. It would be this. It would be Sting, you know.
0: No, it wouldn't.
1: (laughs) No, it wouldn't, because Sting has long hair like a woman, which would enrage Steve Austin, leading to him beating him to death.
0: Just what would happen is that they would uh, they would do a
1: thing a la similar the plot
0: point from the movie or from the television show Oz. Where Ryan O'Reilly convinces his um, mentally disabled brother Cyril that one of the guys is his dad, so he kills him with a punch. Uh, someone would just convince Steve Austin that Sting was Deborah McMichael, and the
1: same thing would ensue. <laughs> Deborah's spending all your credit card in there. All the hell that bitch is, Stomp Mudhole. Do
0: you even think Steve Austin stays up at night just worrying, like, ah, they're gonna co- This Me Too movement's gonna come for me too, because like. When, they, when the Me Too movement hits wrestling, there is going to be a crashing noise.
1: Like, it's going to be insane how quickly. Well, do you, do you know about the Michael Elgin stuff? No. So Michael Elgin, this is the closest to a Me Too thing that happened, is Michael Elgin um, was, like, harassing a woman. Uh, and this was over text. And then she released the text messages. And even then, people weren't that mad. Who the fuck is Michael Elgin? Michael Elgin was a wrestler in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, he wrestled in Ring of Honor. He wrestled in like a bunch of super indies. And what happened was, after the lady released the text messages, he worked more in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And now he's, I think, in MLW. No, he's in Impact now. So no one cares. <laughs> No, realistically, he probably has to have a day job again, but, like, yeah, no one cares. Yeah, a day job where he's probably talking to more quim. Well, the Seth Rollins was dating a girl that then they found a bunch of racist... With supremacy
0: tattoos? Yeah. That was... That was and then that was also where all of his, his cock photos came out, and he has a little weed. <laughs>
1: He's a little tiny binky. By the
0: way, all of that explained to me by Brendan Burns walking down the Kyle Gate in Edinburgh in 2015. And he got so many details hilariously wrong. Like what? Oh, you know, he's got a bunch of racist tattoos uh, near his penis. <laughs> That's, I think, one of the things.
1: <laughs> I like it when people just combine uh, every part of the story into well, one. friend
0: of the show, Brendan Burns, is the best at that. And I will give this to Brendan. If, when he gets something wrong... He is one of the few people that instead of just not acknowledging he got it wrong, he'll be like, Yeah, I did that. All right, moving on. <laughs>
1: um, so this was May 3rd, 1999. The Mean Street Posse debuts. They debut like May 3rd. <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh, they they debut in a match. Sorry, that's not their debut. Their debut match is against Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson. And Briscoe and Patterson beat the Mean Street Posse. A lot, and then they debut on June 21st, 1999. Joey Abs debuts. Now, Joey Abs was just an indie worker because they figure the mainstream posse is actually getting over. We need someone who can maybe wrestle. I'm listening. Originally, apparently, Bruce Pritchard wanted Joey Abs to be a fake Briscoe brother, and then Jerry Briscoe said, no. <laughs> That, again, they just try and shit on the funk legacy and the
0: Brisco legacy so many times, and those old crazy men ha- just had to be like, well, you could give that a try, Vince, but you have to be aware, I don't sleep, and you will eventually. <laughs> now, Mr. McMahon, I do appreciate you and the employment you give me, but if you make that fucking soft cock a Briscoe brother, you're going to wake up holding your son's fucking heart i run mr mcmahon i run a body shop in florida i know what to do with the fucking body leave it on the road for the crocodiles to eat
1: <laughs> i do like the fact that jerry briscoe was just a like his character his in uh, irl he was uh brought in as the enforcer because they thought if anything went down jerry briscoe will be able to deal with it and then on TV, he was like, I slipped and fell in some real poop.
0: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that, like His backstage persona was that like the Undertaker's a bit concerned when Jerry's in the room, and then he's on television in front of the fans. He's just, oh, I cannot actually wrestle, Mr. McMahon. I had too much butterscotch pudding.
1: And there's, con- <laughs> <laughs> there's a concern for some sort of grease excrement situation. Well, it's just so weird. Like, this is something that always I refuse to believe. I was looking at watching a Mean Street posse versus Briscoe and Patterson, and I bet everyone thought that Mean Street posse would lose to Jerry Briscoe in a fight. And I just cannot believe that. He's like a senior citizen. He, for sure, when he was their age, he would have beaten them up. But it's just like size. Unfortunately, size and youth means a lot. I don't know
0: what that is, but he does have this weird aura around him of like. There's the story that Bruce Pritchard tells, and who the fuck knows if it's true, that Chris Candido's being escorted out of the fucking... Oh, no, Sean's being escorted out of the... Sean Michael's being escorted out of Arena and is nervous because Briscoe's with him. And he's basically, Briscoe's like, if I was going to shoot on you, I would have shot on you. Like, why is anyone concerned about yeah. this? Old? Or, by the way, what they're just not telling us is Gerald Briscoe just has a gun
1: with him. I mean, that's totally believable. He is in Florida, the place with no laws. Like, I wouldn't
0: be surprised at all that it's just, uh, why is Gerald Briscoe uh, the enforcer of the WWE? Oh, he he carries a gun with him all the time, and he, he shot JBL twice in the kneecap.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, well, yeah, he does this thing uh, where he aired amateur pro wrestling, which he uses a euphemism for, stabbing yeah. necks.
0: Oh, he it's one of the craziest power moves I've ever seen in my life, is he stabbed JBL in the foot, and then JBL was just coming out of the shower, so he had his soft, flaccid penis, and then Gerald Briscoe kissed the head of his flaccid penis and went, I choose to do that. I own you. And then just walked out of the room.
1: <laughs> and then JBL just nodded yeah, everywhere.
0: JBL dropped a load so gargantuan from a flaccid penis, they had to get a variety of beach towels to clean it up. <laughs> it looked like some... Someone had over-soaped a dishwasher and it leaked out. That's how big the load was.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was someone like pushing a big fucking... It was like an avalanche, you know? It was like an avalanche in the Rockies. My joke was better. I was just trying to add on to it. We're talking about the Mean Street Posse. We need as much content as possible. You realize I'm looking at a list. I'm looking at a list of every interaction that they had here's how long the list is this is every interaction by the way this is every interaction and match they had i will count it out now uh one two three four we got about we have about 26 things to talk about like 26 events
0: we've we're 13 minutes in and we've only talked about the first one like it's their first interaction fuck we're good joey abs debuts I remember it taking a lot longer for Joey Abs to debut, but I feel like it's just because the mainstream Street Posse for about three months just walked behind Shane McMahon.
1: Yeah, Joey Abs debuted shortly afterwards. Yes, exactly. They walked in behind Shane McMahon. They were supposed to be only until WrestleMania 15, but then it's like one of those great gimmicks. And what I mean by having them be bad wrestlers is there's guys like the Spirit Squad who basically had this gimmick, which were like, here's some fucking preppy shitheads but they were all good wrestlers and now none of them have a career except for Dolph Ziggler. Like you, you already dive bombed. Like if you did this now, the mean street posse would be like ricochet Cesaro and fucking like Bray Wyatt. This, if they, they would have done this in 2012 with those three dudes, you know?
0: And it, by the way, would have worked as well. And then they would have fired all of them.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Because
0: here's the thing with the Spirit Squad, by the way, is the Spirit Squad didn't work because the WWE told the fans it didn't work. The Spirit Squad. No, the Spirit Squad was great. The Spirit Squad was way better than the Boogeyman, but the WWE acts like the Boogeyman was this resounding artistic. And it wasn't. It was literally just weird, this weird dude who ate worms, and everyone was just like, I'm a little uncomfortable. And everyone else was just like, well, don't say anything.
1: <laughs> and and Mean Street Posse was good because like you could just beat the fucking shit out of them constantly and people just didn't care.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. Um and
1: they start it re- also
0: was people for
1: the corporation to always
0: uh win. I always lose. That was the best thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you need fall guys, especially like these dudes who would like of course they're gonna lose. Like you could always beat up the Mean Street Posse, they were kinda like Yeah, they were the henchmen they were the shitty henchmen in every fucking Saturday morning cartoon, where it's like, yeah, he gets to beat up the henchmen super easily, but he can never get to uh, Pedophile John, the guy who steals all the kids. Wait a minute, what? So, yeah, the Saturday morning cartoon you run, called Pedophile John, Pedophile John. He's looking in your car for your sweet little kids. Not true. Nope. True day. So... Where are we going here? Oh, they start feuding with Test. Apparently, Test fucking hated them backstage. Like, apparently, Test fucking hated all of, of them for did. some reason. Test, the pillhead, uh, clearly would
0: hate people who got an opportunity that he like dreamed of getting, and then they just walked ass backwards into it because of the f- who their friend was. Of course, Test hated them.
1: But apparently, they were like super nice backstage. They also worked with uh, the acolytes for a hot minute, and that's when things got bad for them because Bradshaw just smoked Pete Gas super hard in the head with the chair shot and it was so bad that even McFoley came up to Pete Gas and said, Hey man, you can't uh take one of those again ever. i Which is crazy because at this point it's nineteen ninety nine and in falling. Being power bombed on actually a bed of nails in Japan is in McFoley's rear view mirror.
0: Yeah, he just is like, well there's oh you gotta you gotta look forward, not backward, baby. Is what he always says.
1: Yeah, and he's like, and Bradshaw was like, oh, well, I hit you so hard, I thought we were gonna get into a fight. Yeah, well, like, cause you're a fucking cunt. There's so many fucking stories about that fucking loser.
0: Here's what I'm gonna do to, if I ever see Bradshaw in an airport, I'm gonna buy a cup of coffee
1: and I'm gonna pour it on his luggage. Really? Oh, not on his head, because then he'd beat you no, up. No, I
0: feel like his, he'd be, he would be—he, I guarantee, is always wearing a plastic helmet to make sure that he's prepared for that eventuality. But if I just, <laughs> yeah, he's always wearing a full
1: Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, football yeah, but home. his
0: luggage also luggage would be—you can clean your head. Luggage would be fucking irritating.
1: That would you—you stain his luggage. You
0: find coffee days later. Oh no, my favorite shirt. <laughs>
1: alpha ideal So this is a fun one. This is like a teen movie. So this is when Test wants to fucking test and Stephanie want to fucking suck each other's fucking little dicks and pussies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. go on. But Shane wants Stephanie to date Joey Abs. Yeah, it's weird. So so they want to so, so they have a feud. It's not that is
0: J- uh, Joey Abs used to date Stephanie and still
1: wants to get up in that puss and Oh yeah, nice. And that, casual. Yeah,
0: and then it doesn't work out so well.
1: And then uh, they start attacking. They interfere in a match between Steve Blackman and Test. Shane and the Main Street Posse attack Test. Shane. <laughs> Shane steals, uh Test to stay away from his little sister Stephanie. Test comes out and said he'd go through the Main Street posse to get the Shane McMahon, (laughs) which is so funny to be like, "Hey, I'll go right through these guys everyone beats up. (laughs) I don't care how many orphans that you want me to kill, I'll kill all those goddamn orphans." Never think that I'm not able
0: to win. I am able to win. It's Shane McMahon's pep talk. It's not a very good
1: pep talk. He later lost. They do a lot of those ankle break ankles uh angles, sorry, on these. Can Shamrock and Test somehow get by Steve Blackman and Joey Abs? It's hard to root for the good guys when it's like, here are the good guys. The good guys are some real football players. The bad guys are Dylan Gotts uh, trying to get back into shape. Oh, wait. (laughs) Odell Beckham Jr. just shoved Dylan's head in his ass. My buddy, you look pretty good. I look very hot, but that's more of like a genetics thing. That's just an angled face, you know? But I mean, like, <laughs> this is a so good, this is the best thing about when you have heels like the Mean Street Posse, where you can just, anyone can beat them up, and everyone's just so happy they're getting beaten up. They're kind of like Baron Corbin, but somehow worse wrestlers.
0: <laughs> Take that, Baron Corbin. You're bald and a millionaire, and yet everyone still thinks that insulting you behind your back will be hurtful
1: to your personality. No, here's the thing. He's bald, but he also has a baby face. Like Like Dylan. Exactly. It's the worst. You just look like a weird, sick, large baby. (laughs) When you're bald with like... Like, Baron Corbin can barely grow facial hair. I'm listening. And that's why I want to fuck him. He's like my little smooth bullet. Oh,
0: God. Of all the wrestlers that are currently wrestling in the men's division of the WWF, which one do you want to have an affair with?
1: Ooh, an affair? Like a full dinner affair?
0: That ends in penetration. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which one?
1: R- Rusev. He seems like he's fun to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I know the Main Street Posse is good. Even Bruce Pritchard's like podcast, which is now like they talk about like what was so. What's Mike Kyoto like for three parts? <laughs> Even they have like three minutes maximum on the Main Street Posse. <laughs> so uh a 99 SummerSlam test beats shane mcmahon in a lover lever match which means if shane won he had to fuck his sister
0: <laughs> dylan was really rooting for shane to win because he was watching yeah dylan
1: was- win shane win dylan
0: was watching it with his overly attractive yet slightly overbearing sister and uh was like oh if shane wins then i also i can play
1: hide the cucumber with my sister mm-hmm. that's what it means That what it meant for you too i
0: don't have a sister
1: No, you do. You have a young. You would have were excited because you're like, "Ooh, sister means young boy, brother." No, (laughs) the suck my brother's little, little fucking, his balls had even dropped. I'm gonna suck that baby's dick. (laughs) I. That was you. That was not me doing it.
0: I'm a nice. You're
1: edging the whole match. You're edging the whole match.
0: I was just. I was going. Just stop it and learn to communicate.
1: So uh, during the match, uh, the Mean Street posse interfered, but of course helped um, Shane. Sorry. <laughs> they don't Good one. let Good one, Shane, idiot. Shane don't win. Fuck you. I have to read everything. It's fucking. Read... <laughs> we do an hour show here. I have to do what are we going to talk about? You talk about something. Talk about something.
0: Like Joey Abs' facial hair and piercings,
1: oddly well uh, coordinated, although it doesn't seem like it was intentional. Mm-hmm. I think Joey Abs had all oh, those were also like the pointy sideburns in the '90s were also a huge oh, yeah,
0: thing. Yeah, it was just a, it was a variety of disasters that time period.
1: Pete Gas is the only one who's like oh, I entered the wrestling as a used car salesman and I left wrestling as a used car well, salesman.
0: Guess, very classically, just basically, is just like I I came to wrestling the way I'll leave wrestling, making people uncomfortable about my
1: lack of neck. Okay. <laughs> You know that Pete Gass also um, wrote an autobiography about this. Go
0: on. I did not know that. I assume it's ten pages long.
1: Yeah, Pete Gass has an uh, autobiography. Uh, Let me find the name. You think of it, it's like there's nine things about it. Pete Gass, uh, My Path from Fan to a Wrestling Heel. And that was two years ago. Oh,
0: God. Mick Foley really did
1: the world a disservice by having a successful book. He really did. Every wrestling book, the one about The Rock is insane because he, like, wrote it when he was 27. And... and he
0: wrote part of it, he wrote half of it as the character The Rock. Yeah. Oh, it's insane. Yeah,
1: he just, it's nuts. It's fucking nuts. He also
0: talks a lot about liking threesomes in that book, like, like, run, and like running trains on gals. Like, it's so, like, that's one of those many things where right now I'm sure he's just like, ooh, I hope that doesn't pop out.
1: <laughs> so Shane McMahon turns on the Mean Street what? Posse in September of 1999. No!
0: Yes, he does. Oh, Shane! How could you do it? Why does he do that?
1: And what what does this mean?
0: What does what mean?
1: <laughs> There's really good stuff coming up, though. There is really good stuff coming up. Shane beats Joey Abs with the Posse, and no! who Terry is right now, their manager. Not Terry. And then September 27th, 1999, in a segment that I'm kicking myself right now because we didn't watch.
0: less than than two years away from 9-11. Oh, no.
1: That's true. Yeah. No, they... (laughs) Posse, all 9-11 conspiracy theorists, by the way. Dimitri Posse no longer need Terry Runnels to be their manager. Why, John? Uh,
0: Because they join Al-Qaeda and start planning (laughs) 9-11. Because
1: she fucked all three of them. (laughs) Now that's wrestling.
0: Attitude to your wrestling is, is it's one of those ones where your brain just goes, it can't be that answer. That would be,
1: oh, it was, all right, cool. <laughs> it's just like, whenever they get stuck, they just enter a room of a guy chain-smoking cigarettes <laughs> and just playing Tetris, even though he's bad at it. And they're like, how do we get out of this one? She fucked all three of them. All right, bye-bye, smoking guy. <laughs> God damn it.
0: Excuse me, what is your name? My name is K Fabe. Um yeah, we
1: <laughs> Good wrestling nerd joke, if, John.
0: uh, uh get uh, the Undertaker
1: uh... <laughs> wants to fuck her. <laughs> the Undertaker eats her out. How about not that? All right, he wants to fuck her then. I don't know, man. You asked me. Yeah, you don't fuck it. You don't You don't come to a burger and go why you meet, baby. <laughs> So, this 20 December, uh, September 27, 1999, Raw. Yeah, they say we all have the, the same type of warts, so get out of here. And then they burn her alive. They don't burn her alive. <laughs> yeah, they burn her alive. They say, Here's our dicks. Look at all these warts. And then they burn <laughs> her alive. While well, the crowd goes, When's your shirt come off? And then as she's burning to death, they see your tits, and everyone just starts fucking beating off in the crowd. <laughs> 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 oof, oof, oof. and then and then, he, and then over the loudspeaker Vince McMahon's actual voice comes over and he's like just nut on the other person in front of you's back it's okay we're all safe here and they go oof oof and they all nut <laughs> oof get it on the other person's shirt <laughs> Now rub the head on their shirt because it feels good after you not it.
0: Here's the thing that where I found this unbelievable is the Vince McMahon coming over the loudspeaker because in no way would he like that amount of extra liquid deposited in a building he's re- <laughs> It's unclean.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. You nut on the back of the I other know, person's still, shirt because it's like seated, so you can shoot it on their shirt. You, apparently, someone's never shot it on the back of someone's <laughs> shirt to start a fight at the stadium before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's the weirdest place you've jacked off? I've already of course disclosed mine on the program. Botanical garden uh minus 28 degrees re- uh in the winter.
1: <laughs> I don't know, probably the woods. <laughs> When I was a kid, I just, like, was on a v- trip just as I realized what it was, and then <laughs> I just went into the woods and jacked off, <laughs> just like, so, <laughs> just deep in the woods. I,
0: it, was- <sighs> <laughs> <sighs> 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 it was revealed to me recently that a friend of mine, anytime he takes a long walk on a beach, he ends up jacking off.
1: <laughs> That's a guy who really has high self-esteem.
0: No, it's the opposite.
1: I just can't help it. I'm really attracted no, to me. No, he's really
0: attracted to ladies in bikinis. I'll tell you who it is off the podcast, and you'll really enjoy it. He will be in attendance at my wedding.
1: Ooh! I think, I think with that, I think Dylan's guessed who it is. So wh- here's what has happened with that story. We have filled enough time that we can take a break, and we're going to take a break and then come back and talk about the next three <laughs> matches the Mean Street Posse had.
0: off on each other's shirts. It's very good very good stuff yeah i've been uh i've been sl- i've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is so it actually makes my cock bigger
1: that's the start of this ad oh, always go to patreon.com wrestlerreview <laughs> wrestler review and donate <laughs> and donate to us five dollars gets you exclusive access to our patreon feed and episodes ahead of time for 25 bucks you can select a wrestler to review. One guy did Buck Zumoff, who's a pedophile rapist, and we still reviewed him, goddammit. We have no allegiances.
0: Go to Patreon to hear the Buck Zumoff episode, also known as The Time Where Two Friends Are Pushed to the Fucking
1: Edge. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? My name
0: is John and I need more people to go to Patreon. I really wanna buy tickets to see Sebastian Bach live.
1: <laughs> so test beats the Bulldog in a Steels Cage match. What's a Steel
0: cage? Test Steel's beat
1: the Bulldog cage- by What's a Steels Cage match, you fucking idiot. Because I almost forgot to mention Steel Cage match. He wins by DQ because the posse interfered. There's DQs and Steel Cage matches. Yeah. And then Shane attacks the posse in the steel cage, jumps off and attacks. Is Shane
0: them. angry at the posse because they all nutted in Terry and Shane is like, I'm the only one who nuts
1: in ladies around here? Well, yeah, Shane's what really sealed Pete it was Joey when they burned Ro- her
0: alive.
1: <laughs> 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 he was like, that's probably a bit much. That you burnt a woman. He went he's going in a business for himself. He's burning a woman laugh. That woman has kids. Don't burn her alive.
0: Only in wrestling would that absolutely be a statement that said Ah that woman that woman is now just a stain of flesh on the canvas. And that was twenty minutes of TV time that was not reserved for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh that's good stuff. So his the main street posse his one usefulness was that they're friends with Shane McMahon. I didn't realize that they basically, uh, that lasted four months before they were out on their own, and then they just start jobbing to everybody. They job to Edge and Christian, um, they job to Survivor Series, they're on the losing team with the Mean Street Posse and the British Bulldog, like they're teaming with the British Bulldog a lot, which must have been very funny. These three brand new wrestlers and just a guy being like, hey, I got crack and do you want some hello
0: how you doing your shirt is my kleenex
1: (laughs) me and dynamite used to be a tag team i'm just hating scottish and i don't care whatever
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think I guarantee, guarantee British Bulldog just thought the three of them were the dynamite kid. Oh, <laughs> dynamite, I didn't know you're back. You look different. <laughs> my na-
1: he died shortly after this, which makes a fun. My name is
0: Rodney. Okay, Rodney, I want you to inject crack into my spine. I
1: landed on a trap door now, but I'm vain. <laughs> <laughs> the Scottish Bulldog. Hey, good, nice to see you. This must be weird because this is when the Acolytes on Raw beat the Mean Street Posse December 13th, 1999, and that's when they deliver the chair shots. So not only are you like, oh, my job's in jeopardy, but now a guy's just hitting you in the face with a chair for no reason. Not
0: even, not just a guy, a man that you know isn't holding back, John Bradshaw Layfield.
1: Yeah, a guy who as soon as people started respecting him, used that to just kick people in the face.
0: Like a guy who's definitely... Whose favorite phrase is "I'm here to disrespect you"? And he says that while pissing
1: on your ch- cha- on your table. <laughs> they and I'm not making this up. Never won a match. They lose to Rikishi and Too Cool. WWF Jacked, January fifteenth, two thousand. Who wins?
0: Not the Mean Street Posse. I'll tell you that much for damn for sure.
1: Who are their opponents? Um.
0: Barry Horowitz and okay. uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard.
1: Jack Black, Jerry Miller, and B.J. Payne. Is
0: Jack Black, the actor from School of Rock?
1: <laughs> yeah. And Jerry Miller. Uh, no, sorry, Glenn Miller of the Glenn Miller Orchestra. I'm going to look up right now. WWF Jacked, January 15th. I really want... We'll do Jerry Miller... Oh, here's something fun that happened on that episode of Jacked. Raven and Jerry Lynn were on the same tag team. Ooh. Jerry what? Miller. <laughs> no, that's a picture of Rodney. If you just look up Rodney's, um, Rodney on uh, his picture on the uh, Pro Fight database, it's like looks like he looks like a guy on Cops just who's posing confidently after he was caught, like, (laughs) pissing in his own stove because his wife cheated on him or something. He's taking his shit in the stove and he's baking it. Goddamn right I am. What the fuck else am I supposed to do? baking
0: it is the creepiest thing ever. Why would you bake shit that you're cooking? Like,
1: you just shit it. Why would you cook it? I want to eat it again. (laughs) Oh, BJ Payne, who was one... who looks to be one of the members of... ex-members of DOA, like... Jerry Miller, if you look at Jerry Miller, nothing comes up. Jerry Miller wrestling, nothing it's, comes up. There's nothing scarier than nothing coming up on Google. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That means you've stumbled upon one of the horniest there things. Is a,
0: there is a woman who I went to, and this has been proven, that I went to a summer camp with, and you cannot find her on the internet.
1: That's hot. That's fucking sick.
0: A friend of mine has a theory that she's dead. She's dead? She died before the internet, before social media, so there's just no record of her.
1: Just because you're so horny for her. Are you serious? No, I, I'm serious about not being horny for her, yes. I'm a horny and I'm a guy, so I'm a horny guy. It's you. That is true, it is me. So on Jacked, Funaki beat Joey Abs, Valvinas beats Joey Abs, The Big Show beat all three of the Mean Street posse. Around this time, they are taken off TV, but that is not before. We have some championships to talk about, John. Yeah! Pete Gas, two-time hardcore championship. Rodney, one-time hardcore championship. Joey Abs. You're right; he won it once. Pete Gas is the leader of the Main Street Posse. He is the most championships. He is the Ric Flair of this fucking amazing group.
0: See, I thought it was going to be uh, that they, one of them was a
1: at some point the light heavyweight champion of the world. Oh, and that they beat. Um, they beat uh, Ultimate Dragon. Ultimo Dragon, you absolute racist fuck. No, I don't say their bullshit stuff. I say my stuff. Okay. Okay? I'll say it wherever I want. Go on. I don't call them avocados. I call them green baseballs.
0: What? Yeah, it's weird that you do that. Because they don't...
1: I do it and They, it they it's don't fine. look like baseballs, you dumb fuck. They don't really. But it's the closest very North American thing. Check this out. Okay. They teamed and almost won the hardcore... Sorry, the tag team titles from the Hardy Boys. By almost, I mean they lost in three minutes. Yo! In 2000, the entire posse... Because basically they were still over. Even after being thrown away from Shane. They were still over. So they were put into Memphis Championship Wrestling. And attempted to be repackaged. And all quit wrestling pretty shortly after this. (laughs) Um... Pete Gass had a fun idea, though. He uh, he wanted to be a gambling addict, so he would be in a tag team with Rodney and then gamble on the matches during like during the match and then obviously kind of acting like the accolade Protection Agency would be their loan sharks and Pete Gass would just keep getting deeper and deeper into debt, which is fun. Um, Rodney owns his own landscaping company in New Jersey, which means he's in the... Mafia. That's what that means. Joey Abs works in his family's car repair shop. Uh, this is, of course, just according to Wikipedia. And uh, P Gas works for an office supply company. And they, judging by P Gas's uh, interviews, um, he uh, misses it. Aw. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Vince Russo just loved them because they would do whatever. Because, of course, they would. Because they were like making so much more money and just doing blow
0: do you think they were doing blow
1: i think that rodney looks like cocaine grew no, up he
0: seems like the kind of guy that you think he's on mad pills and then he's just like no man i just do kombucha and read and you're like oh <laughs> he's one of those guys he's one of those guys that r- describes a bath before bed as a treat
1: Ooh, it's time for my Ooh. Time for a little bit,
0: book and bath
1: <laughs> I'm being too naughty. I've written. I've uh, read two books this oh, week. I'm
0: getting ahead of myself. We're
1: both fiction. I should really go to suck my own dick class more. Sorry, that means yoga. Dylan, how close have you ever come to sucking your
0: own dick? Also, have you ever seen someone suck their own dick? I have two.
1: T- I have online, and also I suck my own dick and I videotape myself and I put it online. You, I've John, seen
0: one person in person realized he could do it.
1: Uh and it was crazy. And then they just like they w- decided went not home to
0: immediately. No, he was wearing trousers. He was.
1: <laughs> and then he went home and he sucked his own penis. He's
0: never confirmed or denied, but based on the fact that I have seen his penis, it's pretty big. So there's not that much stress. It's the biggest penis I've ever seen, porn and in-
1: and that was included. No, me. it was not you it was me john what's your favorite thing about the mean street everything. posse
0: they're the greatest
1: faction that the wwe has ever created i think they should have been around there were like three shittier Virgils. Yeah, they
0: are so much better than they were exactly what at, were advertised as they delivered everything that they were supposed to deliver and i love them for i love them they're the
1: best the weird thing is, like, obviously this is, you probably get this with everybody, but Pete Gast in an interview talks about how it sucks because he was released, they were all released in June of the year 2000, or, and the thing is, when you, he was like, oh, but we were all improving and blah, 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 but obviously you, what happened around that time was, uh, no, sorry, June 2001, and what happened during that time, as we know, was um, the purchase of WCW, um, so <laughs> I can only imagine, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Booker T, you can't come in. This Pete Gas kid's really got something going on.
0: <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm surprised that they didn't do that. I, I'm surprised that they didn't have a match that
1: was DDP losing to Rodney. Rodney. Rodney, whose finishing move was, "I've got a sweater vest."
0: Yeah, Rodney's finishing move, which was politely lay down
1: and go to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they were perfect. I mean, I think there's no bad thing about them. I mean, they weren't wrestlers, but I think that honestly makes it better because, like I said, now everyone's so good at wrestling that like when you have shitheads like this, they would come in and take very graceful bumps, and it'd be like, oh, they're they're just neighborhood like asshole rich kids who work out too much, um, who know Shane McMahon from high school, and now they're doing a, you know, complete. 360 Hurricane Rana, and uh, they can all do dives over the top rope. But instead, it was like we can barely punch. We punch you only in the back, which is a classic pro wrestling beatdown thing that they've just taken. And I think AEW and I uh, shouldn't we shouldn't talk about AEW that much. I think new companies could learn a lot like this, where it's just get a bunch of guys who. I think we should are, talk
0: about AEW as much as we goddamn want. How would you stop fucking telling me what to do, you dumb fuck? Because it's all forecasting. Like, they're, they're only going to start
1: weekly TV next month. It's broadcasting. it's broadcasting. We're fucking, we know how to win. We should do We should do predictions on AEW. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to uh, destroy the WWE? I do. I
0: think Jim Cornette is literally going to kill himself.
1: <laughs> I think that's the best prediction about AEW is Jim Cornette on the air has an aneurysm.
0: Oh, no, no. He's just going to cut his own throat. He's going to take threats too far and just be like, the the Bishop of, Can- of Talonbury Valley. And then you're just going to hear a chainsaw in his own scream and then his wife stays. What in the world?
1: Yeah. Orange Cassidy's gonna win the title, and then he's gonna cut his own head off with a chainsaw on his on his own program. Jim Cornette's
0: gonna realize that one that uh, that Chris Jericho's body's not that good, and he's gonna actually jump out a window.
1: Oh God, he yeah, he's he is a real he is the living end that guy. I think. Uh, what do you think the worst thing is about uh, Mean Street Posse?
0: They got uh, they got uh, taken off TV
1: too soon, baby. Yes. I think having me and John have both talked about this numerous times on this program. Having multiple heavies is great. Oh yeah. And especially when they're guys like the mean street posse easily
0: beaten. It's the best thing in the world. I love it so much.
1: Exactly. Who just in just by sheer time of punching them out of the way and them falling buys the shitty heel enough time to run away. So much. It's so easy. That first segment with X-Pac and the mean street posse is great. Xbox beating up Shane very easily because Shane's not a wrestler really. They come out, four of them rush and pin Xbox up against the wall. Shane runs away. They all run away. Xbox isn't even hurt. He was just pushed over. Kind it's the of. best thing in the world. It's the best. And I think they should have won the tag titles. I think. I think. No.
0: Uh, i gonna take it one step further. I think they should have won the world heavyweight championship.
1: <laughs> but i remember everyone just being so mad at them because they were just shane's friends which is fine
0: yeah it's also what i like about them though is that mick foley is constantly like nah, they're
1: good though like he definitely gives them the like no it's good no it was good they were just they were they just naturally looked like assholes and you didn't have to book them strong because they had no real natural talent it was great Apparently, Pete Gass said Chris Benoit called him after he quit wrestling, or sorry, after he got fired, and uh, said, don't quit wrestling. Do whatever you need to do. Don't quit wrestling. And he uh, talks about that as if it's a good thing that a murderer told him to not quit wrestling. Don't quit wrestling. Also, help me with Nancy. I need to become God. Soon. Yeah, he call.
0: He actually made that call in two thousand and five from his house after he put his kids or his dogs in the pool. <laughs> what I'm saying is the last thing that he did on this earth was call him and go. You gotta keep wrestling. Where's your? Well, it sounds very quiet <laughs> over at your house.
1: Yeah, yeah. I silence them. <laughs> That's how it should be. And on the final note of this uh, wonderful episode, that somehow was longer than the Reno episode of the Wrestler Review. If you guys don't, uh, if you guys thought these guys were, oh these guys are stretching for information this week, go listen to our Reno episode. Uh, it is even less about the guy. <laughs> Uh, is that P. Gas, uh came back for a. Reno? You mean Reno Constantino? No, Reno from the Natural Born I Thrillers. Oh, don't fuck no, with me. No, stop it. You're a real card. Who wants to kiss? 15th anniversary on Raw, December 10th, 2007. Peakass was in the 15th anniversary battle royal, and he still thinks they are over to this day because he is delusional. Please. Join us online. Tweet at us on Twitter. Uh, use Twitter for tweeting. At Wrestler Review on Twitter. Instagram is at Wrestler Review. Our Facebook page is The Wrestler Review Podcast. And join us on Patreon if you want. Donate. Patreon.com backslash wrestlerview. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. John, what do you have to promote, you fucking piece of shit? I don't know. Uh, go, um, go, to my, go to my stuff and check them out. I think you're cool. Check your stuff out. Check my stuff out. I got a big one. Put yo dick. Put yo dick in my ass. Everyone likes to kiss.